Welcome to episode 5 of the Drinks Noise podcast. I'm your host Mike McGrail and I very much hope you are well. Just in case this is the first episode of this show you're listening to, I thought I'd give a quick recap of who I am and why I'm doing this. Like I said, my name is Mike McGrail. I'm a digital marketer working for White & Mackay Limited and I'm lucky enough to get to work with such fantastic brands like the Dalmore, Jura, Better Cairn, Tam Navoulin, and many more. I created this show because I love learning more about marketing of spirits from other people who are amazing at what they do within the industry. So I put it together and I started putting it out there a few months ago and it's going well so far. So thanks very much to everybody who's listening. I know the episodes are coming pretty fragmented in terms of the timeline, so apologies for that, but I'm delighted to bring this episode to you. So, on to this show. In this show, I'm chatting to Elizabeth McCurdy, who's the founder of Bra Liquor Club, about her journey from fashion to starting a ready-to-drink brand. So, here we go. Please do tell us a little bit about yourself and the brand. Okay, um, so Bra Liquor Club is really small batch cocktails. Um, I like to say it's made in Scotland and it's born in Butte um, because I'm born in Butte and the idea was born in Butte and the product is made in Scotland. Um, the mission behind it really is just to make cocktails better. I wanted to use ingredients from land and sea and source them with transparency. I wanted to be able to tell the story of where everything came from. Um, sometimes you see exhaustive lists on drinks and it's maybe not that great. So, yeah, I wanted to really kind of focus on the quality um, and with the recipes, just have a little bit of a twist on kind of classic res- recipes. Um, so the two cocktails that I have are an old fashioned and a bramble. And with an ordinary old fashioned, you wouldn't normally have seaweed in it, but I've added some sea tangle from the East Nook of Fife. And then the bramble, there's addition of gooseberry, which balances the sweet and sour notes. Um, and brambles are obviously from the land. Um, I really wanted at the co- at the core of the brand to just champion like kind of good times and um caring for the environment and kindness um but also I don't want to greenwash anybody either um I'm sort of um a female founder like one person startup so um I'm doing what I can um I'm not one percent for the planet yet um I would love to do all those things in the future um and our products as I said are really created with Scottish natural ingredients that pack a bra punch um, what I mean by that is they're sort of punchy in their ABV. Um, you do feel like you're getting a proper drink, um, as I, I would say. Um, and I wanted to our, our customers to kind of feel like it was sort of bar strength and sit alongside your spirits. Brilliant. And you very kindly sent me uh, an old-fashioned sea tangle, which I'm sipping right now. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's, it's genuinely delicious and it definitely packs a punch I do feel like I'm I'm in a bar when I'm when I'm drinking it and I've, I've poured it over a big lump of ice and it's, it's going down very well so congratulations on that and then the the bramble will also be I think I think I'll need to share that one with my wife <laughs> <laughs> so I mean you you started in in lockdown you went 
you mentioned to me earlier before we started recording that you were you were in London. You went back to your home of of the Isle of Buttes to 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 start this. I mean, what? I don't want to say what on earth, but what on <laughs> earth made you want to to do that? Because you weren't. You, you, this is your first attempt at at starting and running a, a drinks drinks brand, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so basically my background is fashion um, so like quite far away from drinks um, initially design and then buying um, so I studied um, fashion design and clothing um, I produced a, a collection that went down the catwalk um, and I started in retail before that I worked in Harvey Nicks in Edinburgh and then I was desperate to go to London and moved down there and interned and managed to get my foot in the door um in a design job and then it wasn't really what I thought it was going to be um so I ended up in buying and my first job was in Selfridges um which was amazing um really I loved it there and then moved on to House of Fraser and Fennec uh and then Covid happened in 2020 and nobody could have predicted that uh or seen that coming and I sort of made the decision to leave. I didn't really want to be stuck there on my own. It was getting a bit sort of scary. Um, so I came back to my hometown, um, Butte, and moved back in with my family. Um, and then I was just having a think about what I would do next. I did think that I would stay in fashion. Um, and then that sort of changed. I just wanted um, to move in a different direction. And my parents have got their own business. And I was sort of around that maybe like entrepreneurial spirit more. So I um, I, I guess I'm, I miss cocktails going out with my friends in London. I liked going to different bars. And I thought that there was a gap in the market for a real kind of credible, contemporary feeling um, Scottish one that was just um, celebrating the providence of all the ingredients that we have up here without putting tartan all over it, <laughs> um, with just kind of making it feel fresh and new. Um, I knew I was starting to do a bit of research in the category and knew like Ready to Drinks was um, was like a really busy space. And there ha- there's so many different variations now, especially um, cans in the fridge, but I really wanted to set aside from that um on the shelf um so yeah I just started kind of looking at um what what people were doing and what I thought I could do the look and the feel of what I wanted the brand to to build up to all of those things um and and then just started from there then just started with a big list and chipping away and that that was kind of it Brilliant, thank you. And I mean, so how, how do you how have you gone from that point of having the the general concept? And thanks so much for trying to create something Scottish that isn't in any way, shape, or form twee. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know I, I do want to talk about your your visual identity and everything because it's lovely. Um, but you've got the got the idea. You know, you want to do ready to drink cocktails. What was the next big step from there? I mean, how do you even start producing the product? So there was definitely a lot of transferable skills from my old job being in in, in buying. Um, I knew how hard it was to get into a department store because I dealt with smaller brands. 
um, and I, I knew all the kind of things that, that happens on the lead up to that. I hadn't been on the sales side, uh, but I'd been sold to plenty. Um, so I knew about, about that. In terms of the recipe development, um, that was trickier. Um, I had no experience in that whatsoever. I started kind of playing around um, in my mum's kitchen um, and then quickly sort of realised that I had no skill in doing this on a big stage and on a bigger scale, sorry. So then I just um, started kind of researching um, where I could get it produced and production. That was quite challenging, that kind of like operational side of it because I had less experience in, in that kind of side of it and then just really kind of figuring everything out so from the design to the bottles to like ordering lots of samples of bottles and stacking them all up and figuring out what did I like the look of what sort of volumes did I want to go for what things that I initially thought and then changed my mind and then obviously price is a factor availability supply chain so there was there was lots of different lots of different hats I had to wear and then with all the licensing that's a whole other thing obviously the the taste like building um the brand so when I started to get samples through um I was just passing them to friends and family and and getting feedback and then um, basically getting them to give me scores and yeah just anyone that would kind of uh, give me any time and listen to me about my cocktails um, I was sort of making them kind of try them Um, and then I I just started working on all the other bits to get to the point to where I could sell it Um, so for example the website um and I had a goal of launching so I started in 2020 November 2020 and then I launched um November 21 um just pre-Christmas because I wanted to kind of capture that pre-Christmas sales um and that was really really successful um but again it was sort of like a, a bit of a rush to get there at certain points because time scales and and things were happening so potted history there yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's the thing though starting any business there's always so many things you need to learn to do very Mm -hmm. quickly and I've been there in the past to myself and you know from from all of a sudden needing to keep books and come up with a brand name and but then in your case you've actually got to come up with a product that people are going to love and enjoy which um isn't isn't always easy because let's face it there's quite a lot of products out there for sale that also appear to be doing quite well that that don't mm-hmm. necessarily taste that taste yeah. that good and that that that's subjective but sometimes marketing can can win over um i mentioned the branding and the, the visual identity earlier and it's one of the the first things that kind of caught my eye when i came across across the brand online was how kind of fresh the feel of it is and just modern and bold Thank How you. did you get to that? I mean, um, I'm, I'm thinking that perhaps some of your background had a, yeah, like saying it, but maybe not. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, a friend actually, uh, an old colleague, mentioned to me, um, because I had started painting like in London, just like as a hobby, um, so I'm quite arty anyway, and she said, "Design the design looks like your paintings, like you paint in layers." I was like, "Oh God, I never really associated that with." 
that part, but it sort of has ran through. But no, I can't take all the credit. Um, I did work with an agency called My Creative. Um, Ewan was amazing. I worked really, really closely. Obviously, there's different routes that brands can take. Um, you either have big, huge budgets and you sort of leave them to it. If it's not your thing. Um, and then they'll come back to you with all the different versions or you can be super involved and really really hands-on I feel like I was the super involved all over at Berthin and yeah I had lots of asks and lots of things that I wanted to do and lots of ideas and Ewan sort of like brought it to life um, I, I wanted to create like a family um, of designs that all could sit together and all the colours would um, blend nicely together, but also um, the shapes um, signify the glasses and the layers on the um, labels signify the layers of the ingredients, but also they're meant to look like the landscape and the cutout is the sun. So yeah, the, the whiskey's a whiskey glass, the gin's a gin glass. And then this year um, there will be some more. So um, that's really exciting um so yeah uh, it's been my favorite part actually the the branding um and how that will kind of look and feel and I feel like from a marketing point of view it's kind of like um your sort of silent sales team like it, it drags people in um it kind of perks their interest um looking at your label and and what is it um I don't actually have any words on the front of it it doesn't even say cocktail um so maybe that's a bit daft sometimes but also, I, I really like the simplicity of it. Um, it does actually say it on the back. No, it didn't on the on the first version. We've had a couple of amends. No, it's, uh, I, I think it's nice and refreshing, actually, to, to have a front that isn't overdone with copy. It's just mm -hmm. here's, here's the image and it pulls you in. And it's actually a very strong theme throughout the previous episodes of, of Drinks Noise, where it's been a new, a new business or a new brand that the importance of that design and creative partner early on is, is so so vital and somebody that's going to be flexible is going to listen to you and it's going to give you good advice to, to help you along the way I think quite often um, there are some suppliers out there who will just kind of nod their head and say yes but if you if somebody can challenge it it's always really really helpful yeah um, I mean don't get me wrong I did I didn't really know who to go to at the start and I sort of spoke to a huge agency at the beginning and then like really quickly realized that I was like so out of my depth but they were actually very helpful and just saying like yeah I you're onto something but you shouldn't use us <laughs> so that, that was kind of uh, nice but obviously I couldn't because the budget wasn't there either but um yeah I it hasn't been my background to create a brand from scratch so yeah it was definitely like lots of learnings um but with you in like I was able to add like lots of fun elements too because we've created stickers um and that's kind of leading back to sort of a, a bit of my fashion background and and t-shirts to be more lifestyle and like fun and I would like it to be more than drinks as well. Um, and hopefully that will come in the future and just, you know, build on to, to what we're doing. Yeah, and even selling the, the snacks and you're, again, kind enough to send me some, which is lovely. But, um, you know, you, you sell, I've forgotten the name of that brand, but 
Oh yeah, drinks bakery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. snacks that are yeah. absolutely designed to be enjoyed with various drinks, and yeah, it's just a nice touch that people can come to you for those as well. Yeah, and um, and yeah, you know, on the t-shirts, I was on the site earlier having a look around again, and um, the t-shirts really caught my eye, and I think if you can get people happily wearing your brand then you're you're mm-hmm. winning in, in a lot of ways aren't you yeah yeah no I think um what you said about the brand collaborations like there's lots of people that are you know maybe partnering with less relevant things and you know d- doing the giveaways on Instagram and for likes and share this and I just really want to be considered and like mindful about what I'm doing and it has to be the right person and Andy at the drinks um, bakery like his product caught my eye and when I was doing one of my tastings in a stockist actually um, and it was more the color more than anything but then the taste is just so good also um, and it was a great little gifty thing um, for Christmas and um, it just creates like newness for the brand but also they, they work so well together um, yeah so I, I I do like the idea of more collaborations, but it just has to be the the right fit. I love that. I think that's great. And there's so much noise out there on on social media, and everybody's lives are so busy that I've always tried to kind of preach to people that if you're going to interrupt somebody's day, make it for the right reasons. Make it for something that they're going to want to see and they're going to value. And um, I think that's a definitely a great ethos to have so you started really in november 2020 we're now in march 2023 which seems quite incredible in itself but Mm -hmm. what have been the biggest challenges beyond that kind of early early startup phase that you have faced um so biggest challenges probably coming out of covid I, i would touch on again like the operations and the production um had some wouldn't dwell too much on this but had some issues with production and the standards um obviously I'm not from that type of background but you you know like it's also like my thing it's my brand and you know the standard that you want to achieve so um yeah I had to work through some some things there just took a little bit longer than maybe it would have um because it's not been my industry but it is now and I'm learning and um I feel like you have to kind of go through those pain points to kind of come out the other side and actually you just get better all the time and um product development existing product development and new product development should always be a moving target whether it's packaging bottles you know whatever um there's so many brands that have existed for decades and and they're ever so slightly changing all the time to um suit trends and consumer needs time scales and and meeting volumes as a small producer uh supply chain um trying to tie that all in so that you've not got wastage and you're using everything like really efficiently and uh, funding <laughs> was was uh, tricky um, with alcohol, with duty stuff coming as from the the government, um, which is just not ideal um, about advertising and, and different oh, things. Yeah. I wouldn't dwell on too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, I feel like I need to do an episode on that. A but whole other, a whole other oh, thing. 
yeah. Um, <laughs> Everybody's in a spin about that, rightly so. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, probably doing everything on my own is, is like, it's quite hard. Um, but I'm building up and that is obviously, it's the plan to to um to grow this year um and dedicate more time so I'm not 100% in the business at the moment I mean obviously I am 100% in I'm totally behind it believe it and I'm so passionate about it but I am working um as well on another job so um it's it's just kind of juggling a lot of things at the moment um which is busy but it keeps me very motivated because it's I want to I want to do well and I want um Brawl Liquor Club to to flourish. So you started out by selling direct to consumer through your website. Um, are you currently in retail at all, and is that a bigger plan for the future? Yes. So actually, um, my retail and uh, kind of wholesale um, part of the business is grew bigger than my um, D to C. Um, so I have a distributor in Scotland, um, and have lots of lovely. Uh, stockists I have places like Billington's and Lindsay um, Rosemount Market in Aberdeen Loch Fine Oyster Bar and um, the Scottish Gantry in Mogai um, and their other one in Stirling um, Mass Remote Online um, I won't name them all there's there's gathering quite a few now and um I've got a, a great one in London um Superette which is an amazingly cool independent um and I just chanced my luck by going in um there and sort of um chatting to them and bringing some stock with them and with me and letting them have some samples and they loved it and um yeah it's great they're they're really good so I've got a couple of stores in in London and um, Upper Street in Islington and another one in Highgate. That's great. That's brilliant that you've got the the combination of of the two, and because sometimes it can take take a very long time to get to that stage. Um, yeah, I ju- I just wanted to make sure that I approached people that it it was the right fit that um, I obviously have been sold to in my old career and it's kind of annoying when it's not necessarily like the for you um so I I just wanted to kind of go to and um just so that everything had the same kind of tone of voice um and it was all kind of pitched at the right level so all the kind of stockists are are really premium um and they all cover like lots of lovely brands it's great that just those partners just fit exactly with what you're trying to put across and achieve and I think that word partners is is really really important isn't it that you, these have to be mutually beneficial relationships in so many ways oh yeah I, I think it's just so important that you kind of nurture um your like stockists like I'm incredibly proud to be in those listings um I, I want to support them and I have gone along I've spent my weekends going along and spending Saturdays standing um, talking to their customers, giving out samples, getting feedback, building momentum about the brand, speaking to people that have never heard of it, speaking to people that have heard of it, which is great. And they've maybe seen it on the shelf and they've bought it and they want to buy it again. And giving um, those independents um, confidence in the brand as well, because they see it working. So I think it from the bottom up, like you have to be going in, you have to be knocking on doors um, and and doing all of that if you if you want to get moving. Brilliant. It would be remiss of me to say 
to to not say to the listeners to listen to uh, I think it's episode three of Drinks Noise with Chris Maffeo who talks exactly about that building brands from the bottom up so that's a excellent he's an excellent resource but it's a, it's a very very good episode even if I do say so myself at this stage what what have been the biggest marketing lessons you've you've learned so far around brand positioning um just really setting the tone and identifying the customer um and then um just kind of using the data that I had um within my budget um so I was conscious that I didn't really want to have a diluted message um and I wanted it to like kind of fit with the brand and with what I was doing so trying to have that kind of vision and then on sort of social media um I use Instagram quite a bit like it's I've still sort of building that up um I want to do more video content because I feel like that's really important just now um and engaging I'm not that great in front of the camera I need to maybe get better at that because sort of I am the person behind the brand um email marketing um I send out a monthly kind of roundup but again I want to want that to be better um and then events is a big one um I'm going to be doing more this year on that right and that's the thing with the marketing side of things there's always so much to think about (laughs) uh, and everything changes so fast particularly digitally and Mm -hmm. yeah um and living and breathing that day to day myself, uh, albeit in a very different kind of uh, way. But that the event side of things is just so so vital at any stage of a brand, but particularly in the early stages of that, getting mm-hmm. the brand in front of people, yeah, and that kind of liquid to lips pieces is so yeah. so important. And I, I mean, think uh, when sorry. you've got no, no, not at all. When you've got that, um, someone who's so key to the brand, as in you. To get out in front of people and, and share your enthusiasm for it must be must be a great feeling to be able to do that. Yeah, and um, the other thing I was going to that kind of led me on to when you said get in front of people, um, I'll be I'll be doing another trade show this year, so um, I'm excited to do that because, like you say, that you just get in front of so many people, and it's just so much more exposure for the brand. Um, and I've had such great great feedback, so I'm I'm really kind of looking forward to that. So that'll be next month in Birmingham in the NEC. So yeah, excited about that. Great. What's that show called? So it's the Farm Shop and Deli show, which is quite a kind of good fit um, for the brand um, of where it's kind of stocked at the moment, where it's kind of sitting and where it's doing well, and not those sort of like kind of farm shops and um that kind of customer that um has that sort of spend that um likes the type of product that we have so um gonna and i'm partnering with um scottish food and drink so i'll be on their stand for that oh great yeah the farm stop shop is a, a very interesting one because people tend to yeah like you say they have a bit more disposable income normally <laughs> And also, it's more of a considered purchase a lot of the time. So yeah, it certainly feels like your product fits that nicely. Okay, great. So apart from heading to Birmingham for that, what are the biggest plans for the immediate future? What What's that next thing you need to, to get over the line? So the exciting things that are coming down the line, definitely new product development. I'm quite early at the moment, so not a lot to share. 
However, we started with the two products, um, the Bramble with Gooseberry and the Old Fashioned with Steve Tangle, trading 15 months ago. And even though these have been incredibly successful, um, it was always a plan to build on the range and add more just at the right time. Events, these will be happening on and off the islands. I'm a director in Butte Kitchen, which is a social enterprise promoting food and drink on the island. And we collaborate together at venues. So I'll be popping up with them at a new space called Butte Yard. I also want to build on the recognition of the brand. Um, we won a couple of awards last year, quite early after our launch at the Scottish Retail Food and Drink Awards. Obviously, lots of brands have won lots of awards. Um, but it's just the, the best type of recognition from peers in, in the industry and unbiased feedback that will give your customers a kind of stamp of approval when they see um, you know, your product is award winning. Um, so incredibly proud of that and hope to build on that. Um, we're ramping up to our trade show. So that'll be, as I said, next month in Birmingham and possibly others to follow. Um, we're building for growth in terms of distribution and the best partners and stockists and hopefully investment too. And then last but not least, um, I'm involved in a couple of entrepreneurial programs. So just building on myself and um, building on my skills, because ultimately if I can be better, then Bull Liquor Club will be better. So really just those marginal gains. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Okay, I'd like to finish up with three short questions. Um, this forms part of the newly formed quick fire round, and I really do need to work on more questions because it's, it's only three, but why not? So <laughs> what's your favourite bar in the world you've ever been to? So first one that comes to mind is Double Standard um, in the Standard Hotel in London. It's a real 70s vibe. Um, they do a mean margarita, little sliders. Um, yeah, so probably that one. But also a shout out to Gordon's, who are also in London, the oldest wine bar in London, and Bramble in Edinburgh. It's a hard one. Sorry, it's three. <laughs> <laughs> that's three. That's all right. That's good. That's a great wee short list. And yeah, I've, I've not been to the first two, but of course I've, I've been to Bramble. And yes, it's mm -hmm. absolutely legendary, that one. And if you could have a drink with anyone, either dead or alive, be. I think it would have to be Lee McQueen, um, the fashion designer of Alexander McQueen, pulling back to uh, really my fashion roots. Um, he was such a talent and um, he had amazing crafts. So yeah, gone too soon. Finally, what's what's another brand either within drinks or out with that you you very much admire? So I would have to say one of the island ones. So, uh, Aaron Distillery. So I've I've been to I I kind of I know that they had a, like a, a real struggle starting that up, um, and they're still relatively young, um, producing from ninety five I think it was. Um, I've been to La Granza, um, and I really love the Macri Moor. Um, it's really peaty. And then I've been to their sister distillery, Lag, um, their newer one at the south end of the island. Um, obviously, Aaron's not too far from Butte. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's enough girls talking about whiskey. There is some um, kind of raising the profile, like real kind of advocates. Becky Pas Paskin um, is great. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big whiskey fan, so um, I do like Aaron. 
excellent. No, great whiskey, great brand. I do love their stuff too. Well, Lizzie, thanks so much for your time. It's now your um, time to tell people where they can find out more about the brand and potentially connect with you. Um, so, yeah, you can, if you're interested in any trade inquiries, it's hello at brawlliquorclub.com. Um, you can find us on our website, www.brawlliquorclub.com. And then on all the socials, it's just at brawlliquorclub, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the usual. Excellent. Nice to have all those usernames the same and nailed down. Always a nice, always a nice move. That's a very unique name, so that's good. Um, listen, Lizzie, thank you so much. I will not take any more of your time up, but thanks very much for coming on the show and all the best for the future. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Thanks very much again to Elizabeth for her time. I'm sure you enjoyed that episode. Thanks to you for listening. I hope you come back for more. Do subscribe in whatever way you're listening to this podcast. Or head to drinksnoise.com and sign up for the newsletter to get a nice email every time a new show is out, along with some added value content and opinion from me. Of course, you can follow us on Instagram at drinksnoise. And if you want to reach out to me personally on LinkedIn to connect, please feel free. Just search for Mike McGrail. Have a great day.